Hello, listeners, and welcome. Twelve-Sided Stories presents Otherworld London, an actual play RPG podcast that uses the 7th edition Call of Cthulhu system. We weave macabre, gaslight-era tales of terror and suspense for your listening enjoyment. Our games are story-driven and rules-light. Now, our keeper for Otherworld London, Wes Otis. Hey, everybody. Thank you very much for joining us. This is Otherworld London, episode 27. We have some players. This time, we're going to start with Michelle. Hello, I'm Michelle Otis, and I play Eugenia Penbottom of the Lancashire Penbottoms. Hi, I'm Maria Iyengar, playing Dr. Lisette Powell, surgeon extraordinaire. Hi, I'm Terry Gamble. I am playing Alizé Carew, shopkeeper, fiancé, Bride to be dealing with a difficult mother-in-law. Uh, yeah. Hey, I'm Mac Beauvais, and I am playing Ethel Prendergast. Okay, so since last episode, we caught up with the rest of the ladies. It's been three weeks since their encounter with Mabel. Eugenia was invited to a women's rights protest, advocating for the vote in a week's time. She also went to see Alizé, but found that her shop was full of Sir Nuno's followers. She left quickly, but not before being spotted. Alizé spent the morning shopping with her future mother-in-law, who told her about horrible dreams where her husband was ripped apart by wolves. Dr. Powell starts her day off waking from a nightmare. During the day, she has to take one of Sir Nuno's masks off a man and is confronted once again by the weird things going on in the city. She decides she needs answers. Ethel has a strange day starting with Ghost Rose suggesting that she should kill herself and join them. All of the ghosts seem to be acting a bit off. And then there was a visit from a man named Dr. Fogg. He was looking for a tarot card reading with his master, who looks like a giant cockroach. Then Dr. Powell showed up with a cultist mask and questions. So that's where we're starting with uh, Ethel and Dr. Powell talking in the parlor. Mm. My dear, I do believe you have stumbled upon something that we've been aware of for quite some time, but it is comforting and disturbing to know that somebody else can see it. I can see it. Forgive me, I, I'm still not necessarily sure. I understand. Have you been aware of people running around in masks, many of them? strange things happening in London. It's only come to my awareness uh, recently. It's been something in my periphery. I didn't think much of it until now. You know, this is quite boring. You should send her away. Unfortunately, there are dark forces trying to take over the city and they are forming some sort of religion, cult, whatever you want to call it in the city and there are people being replaced as it were with these masks that's why you should join us replaced what do you mean by replaced i you know what a group of unsurly gentlemen probably motivated by uh misogynistic fears of of female suffrage yes i understand that but dark forces replacement what could 
What it's, do, it, what do you know of, and what do you believe of, where the supernatural is concerned? <laughs> My good woman, I am a doctor. A doctor? I don't think so. <laughs> a woman doctor? That's just not gonna happen. Ethel sort of purses her lips and gives a very like hard look at Doctor Powell. Just sort of this. She she looks very frustrated and like she's not really listening <laughs> and then returns her attention to you I, are you okay you seem distracted are you feeling well she's seeing the same thing we're all seeing uh, you should join us I wish that I were feeling more myself right now but unfortunately I am not but I am also not joking about the powers of the supernatural descending upon London. And that is something that you are going to have to believe for yourself. And if not, you will have to go on your way and just be careful. Look, I cannot deny that I've seen things that stagger my own tremendous ability to explain. I remain skeptical that there is not a normal solution to this problem, but I do believe with every fiber of my being that you are my best course in figuring it out. So if you will bear me, I would like to stay and investigate further with you. You know, I'm beginning to agree with Rose. You have gotten in so deep that maybe being with your real family over here is the better way to go. Ethel grits her teeth a little bit and uh, tries really hard to. Can quiet you give herself. me a sand check? Sure. And this is not because you're scared, it's just your mental stability as these ghosts are kind of. You know, pecking at you. Yeah. So my sand is at 70, and I want to roll under that, right? Right. That is a six. Okay, so you're you're rock solid. You're fine. You can ignore them. Okay. Pretty well. So I kind of recenter myself a little bit. Do forgive me. I am as I said, a bit unwell at this moment, but I would be very glad for additional assistance in sorting out whatever is happening here. Well, I... <sighs> I think I'm going to have to switch to something a little stronger if we are going to be investigating uh, supernatural. I would be more than happy to pour you something a bit stronger than tea. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Don't waste the bourbon on someone saying they're a doctor when they're obviously not. And I think she just sort of relaxes more into the chair mm -hmm. and is just lost in thought. And I think Ethel not only goes and pours her a drink, but pulls out from a cabinet. Uh, Ethel did have one of the masks from before that seemed right, to be, yeah. like the tendrils and the stuff one inside with the, yeah. were dying. And it decayed. Yeah. And I'm going to set it down next to the other one on the table. 
and give uh, Dr. Powell the drink. Sweet. Uh, she like holds it very primly. And then when she lifts to sip it, the sip just takes the entirety of the glass <laughs> and she just slowly puts it back down. We're going to jump over to, to Michelle real quick. Cause remember in last show, you went by Alizé's place and saw someone, you saw a group of people going through her stuff right? Uh, with masks on and uh, she was out shopping. Now, as you're walking through the street, Eugenia, you quicken your pace and there are several people on the street and you feel eyes on you. You don't have to look around to realize that you've been spotted by this group and they're now following you. What do you want to do? Yeah, I'm going to quicken my pace and try and head toward Ethel's and I'm going to be looking for a cab on my way. All right, so roll me a luck roll just to see if you find a cab just randomly. I actually like the mechanic of luck. It's it's kind of a cool thing sometimes. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, there's nothing. You're looking around. You're like, where the hell's the cabs? Um, <laughs> do you want to go to Ethel's knowing that you're being followed? Or do you want to try to circle back around to your place? Your place is kind of... You, Alizé's, I think the way that I put it up, is actually closer to Ethel's um, uh, in the city. But like I said, you're being followed, so it's your choice. Am I anywhere near any shops or restaurants? Absolutely. You're right in the middle of everything. Okay, so I am going to go into a women's shop. Uh, Terry, can Alizé roll me a luck roll? All right. Dun, 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 dun. Um, 18 under 35. Okay, so as luck would have it, Eugenia, as you're running into this uh, dress shop, you see Alizé and her future mother-in-law looking at a bunch of different dresses. Yeah, they look, each one is, is more beautiful than the last, yes. Oh, darling, aren't they? The, you're, it's going to be so much fun after you get married. We'll have a wonderful party. and Alizé, how oh, lovely to see you, my dear. Oh, what a breath of fresh air. So nice to see you, Eugenia. Um, I would like to introduce you to my... Uh, actually, I, I feel like you might have met maybe at another event of some sort. Yeah, I've met Miss Pinbottom. Nice to see you, Miss Pinbottom. So lovely to see you, Duchess. Um, well, uh, I'll let you two catch up for a moment. And after she's, she's going to, to kind of move back for a little bit and over Eugenia's shoulder, Alizé, you see about three masked men. There's a hawk and two wolves and they're looking right at you. You can, you can feel their eyes right on you. And they, they pause for just a second, and then they walk away, as if knowing that they shouldn't come in when you're in there. So now you see why I came into a lady's shop when I don't need a new frock. <laughs> oh, we can always use new frocks. Of course. Yes, uh, I do see. I'm so sorry. I feel like it's my fault, and I feel like they're closing in on us. So good to see you. You do look wonderful. Oh, you look lovely, my dear. You're going to make such a lovely bride. And your health and family, everyone is all right. 
Everyone is quite well, thank you. And how are you and how is how is Benny? Oh, Benny is lovely, having the most wonderful time with his mother today. We've gone to every shop. I'm dying. Um, It's been so great. (laughs) She has such a great keen eye for very nice things. And uh, she wants to, she's going to do everything. Honestly, I don't mind, but it's going to be a lot. Oh, it's going to be so perfect. I, I can't wait. And from across the room, the Duchess waves. (laughs) i say i say loud enough just to at least give elise a mental break for a little while i go have you two made plans for luncheon oh i'm so sorry i i have other engagements that i have to go to but maybe we can have uh, dinner in the next couple of nights with benny would that be all right that would be lovely absolutely lovely Oh, well, that's wonderful. I think we have all the things we need. Um, again, thank you, Alice, for being so understanding today. I, I've, Like I said, I've been on edge. I'll be in town for the next few days, and we'll have food soon. I, I just need to go meet with Miss Tillis. Oh, understood. Understood. Thank you so much. I really appreciate all of your help today. I'm glad we've reached a wonderful understanding about the event. I can't wait. I can't either. Thank you so much. I'll speak with you soon. Lovely seeing you. So she leaves. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Hi. I know. I know, my darling. I know. What a day. Uh, she is truly lovely. I, it's just... I. F- Have you ever felt judged for everything you do? all at one time oh constantly so that's been the day so when she leaves you do notice that one of the men in the hawk mask is following behind her all right i think we might need to make a move eugenia it looks like they're following my new mother-in-law and that's not going to go well she's been having these dreams that that wolves um, are tearing apart her husband in some sort of fashion. Oh, no. Oh, no, that will not do. Right. It, it's, it's a recurring dream, so she keeps having it over and over again. So that can't be good. No, that, in fact, that's quite terrifying. Shall um, we follow uh, the followers? Of course we shall. Off to adventure. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, more adventure. Exactly what we need at this moment in time. (laughs) All right. So uh, we'll get back to you guys in just a second. Ethel and Dr. Powell, you have these two masks. The second mask that Dr. Powell just took off the other victim, the tendrils are starting to decay. Ethel, the ghosts are talking to you pretty... It's not what they usually do. They're kind of constantly just kind of yammering at you. And for some reason, they just seem very agitated and um, forceful about this idea that Rose keeps floating. The only two ghosts that aren't talking 
are your husband and your mother who has never spoken. Your mother is always just kind of off in the distance, you know, in the next room. And, and whenever you go into a room that she's in, she'll kind of fade out and then fade in somewhere else until you appear. So she's always just outside your grasp in a way. Whereas your father is on top of you constantly asking you questions, prodding you and being a, a jerk. So <laughs> <laughs> you guys have these two masks and what do you want to do? Uh, I'm definitely going to take uh, Ethel's lead on this. I'm going to want to involve the other women, but in I don't really have anybody to send to go and fetch them. So I think what I'm going to do is spend time filling in Dr. Powell a little bit more. Like I'll bring out all of my notes. I'll bring out the book and just start pouring through the information that I have. Nice. To this point, probably pour her another drink. (laughs) (laughs) So she goes over all of this information, Dr. Powell, and it is dizzying how much there is. And you can't keep out of your head flashes of the autopsy that you just did Yeah. a day before. Give me a sanity check because you're learning all this information at once and she's kind of info dumping. <laughs> 80. Yeah, well, I think that's a bit high. It's a bit high, yes. Yeah. Shit. Yes, come down into my world of insanity. No, but I'm a doctor. I don't want to be insane. So you get a flash of these four ghosts that live with Ethel all the time. (laughs) Standing around her, (laughs) speaking to her. And the first thing you hear from Ethel's father is, you know, women are like small children and cannot be doctors for obvious reasons. You, sir, will hold your tongue. So as soon as you yell at him, he disappears. Ethel, she screams like that right in front of you. Uh, I'm... <laughs> pardon me? Uh, mm. And she doesn't see anything anymore, right? No, they blink out of existence almost as quickly as they appeared. Uh, are you quite all right, my dear? Why? Did you just start... Uh, some some ghosts of my past, if you will. Uh, uh, wait, you could you, you could see them? See what? No, what? Uh, uh, she's two cups of juice in, and just uh, I uh, do apologize. The whiskey that I have brought in from the Americas is a bit strong, perhaps. Uh, do you need to lie down? I've, I've also given you uh, quite a fair amount of information in a very short amount of time. I should lie down, but <clears throat> no, no, no. We need to solve this as fast as possible. <laughs> uh, I do agree with that point wholeheartedly. Uh, we must find the other ladies who are involved with this. See, I told you, look, emotional, completely emotional, can't even hold a liquor. And seeing as you are (laughs) perhaps a bit more aware that uh, 
I have other companionship following me around. You'll excuse me for a moment. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And I'm going to walk into the other room. Okay. I swear I will find a way to banish you forever if you do not stop running your mouth, father. Okay, dear. If you're going to be upset about it, I will acquiesce. You say that, but I'm hard-pressed to believe it. Well, we will just let time tell the story then, won't we? When I have company, you are being rude and interrupted, and that is something that you have taught me was uncouth for any gender, so you will keep quiet. All right, dear, I will keep quiet. Thank you. And then I'm going to return back to the other room looking just frustrated. As you turn around, your mother's standing right there. Darling, how are you? Mother? Yes, sweetheart. But you've never spoken to me before. I'm sorry. I didn't quite know what to say. (sighs) And I didn't. With your father around, it's hard for me to speak sometimes. That, uh, that I do understand. Darling, I'm, I'm worried about you. Um. I don't know how much more you, this you can take. I have to try. I have to help the other people. We're here for you if you need us. Thank, I, I know I see you every day, but I miss you. I miss you, too. I love you. I love you, too. And she fades out. Can you give me another sand check, please? Yep. 31. Wow, you're doing good. This isn't like season one or two. Thanks a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. Thanks ever so. Wow. (laughs) The shade. But is he wrong, though? Don't mess Um, with the rest of her roles now. That's so messed up, Wes. (laughs) Unacceptable. You will take one point of sanity, though, because that was very emotionally a shock for you. So you're just kind of a little stunned. You come out after that encounter, and uh, what's the plan? Uh, you walk back, and a fairly inebriated Dr. Pal is, like, ranting to... I, do you have, like, a house plant? I have a cat. Yep, to the cat. And she's just leaning over, and she's going, olfactory, optic, oculomotor, trochlear, trigeminal, abdicans, facial vestibulocochlea. Look, if I wasn't a good doctor, I wouldn't know all of the nerves. I'm a very good doctor, and how dare uh, anyone, doctor, corporeal or not? Do- dr. Powell. <laughs> uh, yes. Are you sure you're quite alright and don't wish to lie down for a moment? No, I'm... <clears throat> I'm fine. I just reviewing some uh, important medical information with Easter. (laughs) Easter? She's such a good learner. I shall recommend her to the college. (laughs) I'm gonna make you some more tea and then we'll go and find the other ladies. Wonderful. 
Okay, so you have your tea and you allow Dr. Powell to process this information a little bit more. Yeah. We're going to flip back over to Alizé and Eugenia. You two are following these people who are in the masks, who are following the Duchess. Right. They're staying about 15 feet back from her. And the Duchess arrives at a posh tea house. And meeting her is Mr. and Mrs. Tillis. It's Mabel and her husband. What? And the three of them talk for a moment before going into the tea room. How is this possible? Was that who I thought it was? Was that Mabel? Mabel and Lord Tillis. What? I'm sorry, but weren't they? Yes. Very deceased, yes? Quite. (laughs) Okay. So they're back. Um, I know with everything unusual that we've seen, this shouldn't shock me. Yet it does. I... Um, do the masked people follow them? Oh, God, no. They're not going in that tea shop. There's no way. Because they'll get kicked out instantly. They're not, they're not high enough on the uh, social ladder to do that. Aristocracy. Right. Oh, this is quite disconcerting. It really is. Truly. Shall we follow or... Eugenia, I'm at a loss. What shall we do? As am I. I I think we need to speak with Ethel. Right. She would probably have the best guidance at this time. So at this point, what happens is you guys are in kind of the small area. And we'll say that at some point you finally find each other. Maybe it takes 30 minutes to an hour of kind of running around and uh, you're all finally together. So let's start with introductions. And for what it's worth, uh, Pal looks like very straight-laced and a little severe again. She probably doesn't feel amazing. <laughs> no. <laughs> but this is closer to her her normal put together sort of buttoned up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, we were just coming to find you ladies. We were just coming to find you. What a day. Yes, quite convenient. <laughs> I would like very much to introduce you to my new friend, Dr. Powell. Oh, Dr. Powell. Doctor. Hello. Yes, I'm a surgeon. <laughs> oh, how delightful. That is wonderful. I, that's, uh, I'm like fluttered. Like, oh my goodness. Wow. I'm pleased to make your acquaintance. Uh, may I have your names again? I'm sorry. I'm Eugenia Penbottom of the Lancashire Penbottoms. And I'm Alizé Carew. Pleasure to meet you, Dr. Powell. And I think uh, with that, she her eyes, like her eyebrows raise a little bit because she knows she's now with the group that Graves... Right. Like the entire group that Graves taught her to seek out. Well, we've seen the most unusual thing. <laughs> I find that hard to believe considering what we've seen, but do thrill me. Oh, there's been unusual things, yes. Well, um, I think you should you should maybe uh, tell tell them, Alizé, about my new mother-in-law. We were out shopping 
for wedding things uh, at nauseum. That's not the point. The point is, <laughs> um, there were some uh, people with the masks back following her once we departed. But as we were tailing them while they tailed her, we saw Mabel and Lord Tillis head into tea. I think under her breath, Ethel lets out like a long string of curse words. Hal <laughs> uh, looks over and smirks appreciatively. Perhaps I misunderstood. Uh, you saw a couple of people that, to my knowledge, are very, very deceased. Yes, decidedly so. Oh. What? Yes, and the Duchess was going to tea with them. Uh, oh. uh, but... Oh, and the Duchess has also been having dreams, recurring dreams that she shared with me while we were on our errands today, that she has had visions of her husband being torn apart by wolves. Why would that be of any particular concern next to deceased people walking the streets of London. Um, that might be a whole nother conversation, Dr. Powell, that we may not be quite ready to share with you yet. I may not be quite ready to share with you yet, since we have just met. Very well. Well, I will tell you that it is my intent to send Mabel back into her grave once more, because I, I cannot, she, she just cannot be. Not not again, not after everything we went through. Well, and it, it does beg the question, is it actually Mabel and Lord Tillis? As opposed to... An apparition of some sort or something that is shape-shifted into Mabel and Lord Tillis? Exactly. Oh, shape-shifted. Okay, so more of the supernatural. Got it, got it, got it. <sighs> some things shift shape, some things change, Dr. Powell. I know you are... Uh, woman of science but there are some things that science cannot explain readily or has not reached uh that yeah that plane quite yet i accept this premise okay what would you have us do about it i would like to go and see this a miraculous resurrection for myself are you sure? You're ready? Do you have an idea of what we shall do when we meet them? We need to find a way to ascertain whether or not they are indeed corporeal. Well, I'm wondering, if they're not corporeal, how is the Duchess seeing them? And how are they managing to have tea altogether? That is what I am wondering as well, and I wonder if they are, in fact, having tea or just pretending that they're having tea. Well, and why would you have tea when it's time for luncheon? <laughs> that is the biggest question of all. I do not understand. It's unusual. <laughs> is it? Is that the biggest question? <laughs> well, Mabel was highly into formalities and proper etiquette. So, so to see her... But she's dead. Correct. So this means it could be something that is shifted into her or an apparition of some sort that's not actually her because she is having luncheon in, uh, is having tea instead of luncheon at the wrong time. Mabel was very strict about these things. Yes. That might be the biggest clue of all. Can we go to this 
particular shop and try and spy in. Absolutely. Now I'm very curious and I would like to see as well. Let's go. Okay. <laughs> Poor Dr. Powell. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? All I can say, Dr. Powell, is to quote someone who said it much better than I. There is more in heaven and earth, Horatio, than is dreamt of in your philosophy. Correct. Eugenia, you do have a way with words. I mean, he was crazy, though. I mean, we remember that, yes? Welcome, Dr. Powell, to our small but humble group. Oh, my. So you guys make your way back over to the tea room. And when you get there, Lord Tillis, Lady Tillis, and the Duchess are coming out. And the Duchess goes, oh, why, hello. Uh, I, I, Alizé, it's so nice to see you so quickly again. Um, let me introduce you. This is uh, uh, Lord and Lady Tillis. And the Lord kind of shakes his head towards you, you know, and Mabel says, it's so nice to meet you. Is this your future daughter-in-law? She goes, uh, yes, it is. And Mabel says, well, that is beautiful. I'm so excited. I hope we get an invitation. The Duchess goes, of course you will. How do you guys respond? So nice to see you again. What do you mean? We are old friends, aren't we, Lady Tillis? You you know Lady Tillis? And uh, Mabel goes, I don't recollect any knowing any of you. We all used to be part of a society, just a little ladies club together. <laughs> uh, sh- surely you remember, my dear, and I'm going to reach out and try and take Mabel's hand. Okay, so you're able to do that. You touch her hand and she, she feels normal, but she instantly pulls back from you because sure. she's a lady. <laughs> she's all like, I'm sorry, Daddy, that, that is not in a proper way to to uh, interact with someone of our stature. Um, it's been... Oh, do, do forgive me. It's, uh, it's a bit of my upbringing, uh, being an American and all. So do, do forgive my rudeness. It's okay, dear. I, I know sometimes it's, it's hard to learn the new customs of a new land. I, I understand. But you are familiar with Eugenia Penbottom or the Lancashire Penbottoms. Oh, you're Eugenia Penbottom. I've heard of you before. Does, your husband runs the, uh, import, uh, business down at the docks, correct? I think. Yes, yes, he does. Lord Tillis here has done work with him before. It's good to meet you, Lady Penbottom. Uh, yes, it's good to see you again, Lady Mabel. I don't understand why you're giving the pretense right now, Lady Tillis, that you haven't met this group of people before. Are you doing this game in front of my dear future mother-in-law to downplay somehow that I am actually already connected in society here in London? No, not at all. I'm sorry. I, we have to be going. Are, are you, are, have you been unwell? Do you have amnesia of some sort? No, I, I don't believe I do. Um, thank you. And it was wonderful. She totally does the British thing and just shuts down and, and leaves. She's like, oh, well, this was very nice. Uh, we'll talk to you soon. And the Duchess kind of has this weird look on her face, like, what was that all about? Why? As she's leaving, I want to do something real quick, uh, just as a refresher out of character. Um, I do believe that Alizé sure. still has some 
wolfiness about her, some things that never left her. Yes. That's why I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to whisper very quietly to Alizé. How does she smell? And I'm going to do a smell check. What do I need to do for that, West? What do I? We're going to use con for it. You're going to also roll with advantage. So you're going to roll a second tens place die and take the lower result. So for con, I nailed that one. It looks like that was a 15. Okay, cool. So the 15. All right. Yeah, there's there's something. It's not like heavy. There's, but there's something off. There's some smell that is not right. And as she disappears into the carriage that is awaiting her, you get this really odd smell that definitely has a touch, just a pungent touch to it. And I look at uh, my dear friend Ethel and I just shake my head, wipe a little finger underneath my nose, like, and just to give her the signal that it's not good. Does she, sm- is it of, the grave, perhaps? Unclear. Ah, oh, <clears throat> excuse me, I was trying to clear my throat. Um, I am going to say goodbye for now. Um, the, it's almost as if the Duchess doesn't know how to process the entire social interaction that just happened. I do apologize. Oh, I do. Dear, um, what do I call her, lady? You might, you might start calling her mother. <laughs> oh God! Yeah, yeah, that would work. Sure. Dear Mum, um, oh, you can call me Mother. It's fine. We're practically family. That's true. Yes, well, Mother, I do apologize for that interaction. It's not my normal behavior in society. But that woman we have met many times before. She's. Not the nicest of ladies in the area. And really? Quite rude to my friends. And some might call her problematic. That's strange. Greatly request that she is not invited to the wedding. Because she would not be welcome in that space. I also have a sneaking suspicion that she is up to something right at this very moment. And her interaction with you... I do hope was above board and she didn't try to disparage or do anything to you. No, not at all. She was perfectly fine. Um, Are you old family friends with her? Well, we've known her for quite a while. You know, all of the people in the social circles when you come into London, um, not inviting her to the wedding might be a bit problematic, but I'll figure it out. Maybe I can whip up a snowstorm or something. Whatever you need to do to move the elements <laughs> would be appreciated. This is a great place to stop right here. So thank you guys so much. This was a lot of fun, and um, I really appreciate it. And it's it was really cool to see Dr. Powell uh, integrate into the craziness. <laughs> um, Get drunk. <laughs> Woo, always a good part, party time at Ethel's. Woo. thank you guys so much and uh let's see where we can find everybody we'll start with terry what are you doing i don't know i'm here in a void um 
in the midst of the pandemic. Yay. Um, hi, I'm Terry Gamble. You can find me on the internet at terrygamble.com or at the Terry Gamble on the social medias, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You can also find me at horror movie survival guide weekly podcast. Every Monday we talk about scary movies. Um, lots of good things there. Um, uh, and Oh, uh, you can find me also, um, weekly on Tuesdays, um, streaming and playing live with Miss Abria, um, at the pirates of salt Bay, um, where I play a really sweet pirate with a heart of gold. He's got a lot of relationship issues though. He's so good. <laughs> He's very sweet. Uh, so if you want a little more, more sweetness and pirate adventure, check us out there. Oh, and I will also be doing some uh, stuff at Happy Jacks. I think some, uh, some Friday shows, some talking about RPGs and games and things coming up over the next few months. Sweet. Uh, so in addition to running the Pirates of Salt Bay game on uh, Saving Throw Show, uh, our season three begins on April 14th, by the way. So this is a good time to catch up whenever this comes out is a good time to catch up. <laughs> uh, uh, so right about then, get caught up before the season starts. Uh, on on Mondays, you can catch me, uh, normally you can catch me over at Hyper RPG playing Colock 1991. We're on a little bit of a hiatus right now, but catch up on previous episodes and we'll be spinning back up some sort of content in that slot soon so keep an eye on that and then uh on wednesday nights you can actually catch me over at scabby rooster playing a game of hill folk uh set in space which is very exciting i don't have a name yet for it so whatever it is check that out <laughs> hey guys i'm mac Beauvais, and if you're having trouble reaching me on your crystal ball you can find me on the social medias as at strange like that. Uh, you can see me every Monday over at Happy Jacks. And also right now I have launched a shop where I'm selling some of my art designs on apparel and other fun things like that. And you can find that through my website, strangelikethat.com. And while you're there, why not book a tarot reading? Uh, you can find me on the socials at Mishulu. That's M-I-C-H-U-L-H-U. You can find me on occasional one shots here and there and, uh, you know, various streams. And um, you can always find my music through Plate Mail Games on DriveThruRPG. And I am Wes Otis. You can find me at Plate Mill Games as well on Drive Through RPG and Battle Bards. Um, we uh, do sound effects and all that cool stuff. You can also, for the podcast, follow us on Instagram at 12 Sided Stories or on Twitter, the number 12 Sided Stories. And uh, if you can want to support us, you can do that in one of three wonderful ways. You can shout, give us a shout out on social media. Give us a review on one of the podcast platforms, or you can join our um, Patreon and uh, you get cool content and early stuff. So we really appreciate your support and you listening. Thank you very much. And we will talk at you very soon. Bye. 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 Bye.